Have you ever gambled on anything? Maybe a lottery ticket or an office March Madness pool? Well, what about a four-figure pick six with two singles? A race to 10 ahead in one pocket with 50,000 on the light? No? Well, friends, you ain't never gambled. This is a show documenting the underground lives and careers of six professional gamblers. From the Ringer Podcast Network, my name is David Hill, and this is Gamblers. Follow on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear are so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. All right, my name is Bill Simmons. I'm with Dave Jacoby. This is the fourth episode that we're breaking down of the challenge, Double Agents. First episode of 2021. Jacoby, do you take it personally when they take a week off? No, bye week. It's a bye week, just like the NFL schedule. I need a bye week. They need a bye week. I feel like I've used that bye week to really strategize <laughs> my takes about the episode. So actually, great. I appreciate it. Okay, great. So the big subplot coming out of this one, Fessy has now emerged as the best villain we've had in a long time. Even when you go over the the, the history of the show, when people become villains or be, like Wes is a villain or Johnny Bananas was really hated there for a while, CT's punching people, you're always kind of secretly rooting for them too because you knew it was good for the show. Fessy's the first villain they've had that I'm like, I'm completely out of this guy. I hate him. He's almost like an NBA player that you hate, that you're just rooting against. You want them to lose in the playoffs. First of all, I mean, I, I really feel like I'm going to go the other way. This is kind of the Devin reestablishing himself as the villain early, Fessy coming over the top late. Because Devin, let's not forget, Devin was absolutely an asshole from start to finish of this episode. But then Fessy just went with the old okie doke at the end. And not only did he behave like a villain, as he turned into a villain, he switched outfits in the interview, and he's wearing like like a like a like a, a three piece suit without the jacket and like a tie. He looks like he's like a he's like an extra on Wolf of Wall Street. I'm like, what what is this? Who packs right. a tie when they're going to Iceland to do the challenge? I think the difference. Devin is trying to be the villain, and I think it's part shtick because he knows it's a great way to get camera time because he mm -hmm. wasn't like that the first season he was on. I think he slowly realized like, what's my place in here? I'm not a physically overpowering contestant. I can be devious. I can try to be bananas 2.0, and that's my ticket. Fessy broke a couple cardinal rules that over 35-plus challenge seasons are just no-nos. One is don't screw over a true friend. And then the other is don't, don't take the easy way out. The easy way out is something that people get mad at. And he had a chance to go into the, what's it called? The gulag? What do they call it this uh, year? They just call it the elimination. It's been the activated. elimination. Yeah. He had a chance to do it. 
only wanted to do it on his terms. Seize the football hall the brawl, hall, whatever the, the fuck brawl, it's yep. called. It's like, drills, oh, I'll yeah. win this. And he stacks the deck and basically joins the Warriors oh. with Durant and Draymond. Hold on. If we're going to talk about the end of the episode, let's talk about the hall brawl. Because, all right, so Fessy, they call him 6'7". He can't be 6'7", but he's huge. He's got a huge size advantage. This is basically just a size and strength competition. But not only did he – he didn't just win. In the first round, he went up against his quote-unquote friend Nelson – picked him up and slammed him on the ground like five times like Brock Lesnar, took his visor off and took his sandy hand and squished it in his face. I'm like, bro, you're going to win anyway. Right. And you have to slam. You have, you have to try to Drew Brees my ribs and then put sand in my grind sand in my eyeball. That was unnecessary, Fessy. I didn't like that. I also don't think he's six seven. I, I to me it felt a little like wrestling when they would say Hulk Hogan was seven feet tall and he was really six two. I think he's six seven compared to all these short challenge people. Yes. Yeah, it was there were so many things I didn't like about it. First of all, that he pulled this little trick with Tori, like basically, hey, if it's a super physical thing, throw me in. Mm. And so they they have some unspoken whatever. So he's basically trying to game the system to get a skull, but he's the most dominant player there. It's almost like if Shaq in the early 2000s is like, hey, only throw me the ball if I have a guard guarding me. It's like, all right, you're the you're physically dominant. Why, why are you taking the easy way out? It's not, it's not just what you do, it's how you do it. Like, let's not forget, I know we had a bye week, Bill, but Fessy had the opportunity to go in in an obviously physical challenge on his own accord without double dicing his best friends yeah. and all that stuff. He could have just done this. There's not that much of a difference in his advantage in Hall Brawl versus like the pull the person out of the ring or get the thing out of their hand. So like, right. he could have done this on his own terms and maintained a reputation, maintained off the show friendships. But instead, I feel the regret of that just made him so scared and paranoid that he needed a gold skull so bad that he did this double deal with Tori and Devin. Craig says Fessy is 6'5", So the second thing I didn't like about it, I love Nelson. I think Nelson's a good guy. He's a loyal friend. Famously last year, he goes in for Corey. Because, you know, Corey's got family. I don't know if you know this, Jacob, but Corey's yes, got but kids at home. What? He's got kids at home? He's got family. This is more, it's not just about Corey. It's about family. He's providing for his family. So Nelson goes in. Nelson, very loyal friend. And they make a point of being like, these three dudes are, are now boys. And as they're doing it, I'm going, wait, Fessy's only been in this universe for like a year. A year and He's a half. flying back for the gender reveal. The for gender reveal Corey. party though, Bill. It's the gender yeah. reveal party. Dude, I barely flew out for your 50th birthday. Like I you barely, barely, you had to I be like talked into it. it. Yeah, I like made ESPN pay for it. Like, <laughs> your wife is like, we have a free hotel room for you. It was like yeah. a negotiation, negotiating a contract just to get me to fly out for your 50th birthday party. You're one of my best friends. Fessy flying out for a gender reveal party like that. I mean, that, 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 that's, that's commitment. Also the, the secret part of that was that Corey had another kid. So does Corey have three kids now? Sue. I think that was his second kid's gender. Second. Reveal party. Okay. Yeah. All right. So anyway, flies out for that. And they try to establish themselves of like, this is the new big three, three which is interesting yeah. because Hunter was the previous guy. It was like those three. And that I forget they had some stupid acronym nickname for themselves but i guess has hunter been canceled i don't know what happened to him he's been you, you can never tell i mean sometimes people just leave this universe without explanation okay well he's so fessy takes his spot and it's like the three of us we're gonna run this game and then fessy backstabs nelson which is another no-no and then was really kind of unprofessional in the challenge did some cheap strut as you pointed out like stuff that if you have a 50 pound height uh weight difference you don't 
need to do all the illegal shit he was doing. You don't need to take the guy's visor off and squish sand in his face, which doesn't even like help you in any way, shape, or form at yeah. all in the actual competition. Picking him up and slamming him on the ground was just cringy. It was like rude. I was like, dude, this is not, you're not helping your case by slamming the guy on the ground like that. Just Were you worried Nelson was going to get seriously hurt when you when you saw that this was the challenge and he's going against a six foot five guy who played football? Because this felt like a not. concussion possibility. Oh, Wes yes. got concussed in this exact event. Oh, I've 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 been concussed in very similar manners playing high school football. But I will say that my my the, my number one strategy is this: is you have to run up, crouch down like you're going to make contact, and then just take three steps back and watch them fall and try to jump over them. That's my strategy in the hall brawl. You don't, well, you don't go head to head with someone like Fessy. You don't. One of the best challenge moments ever. I forget Zach. Zach was in this thing. And Zach was a lot like Fessy, right? Physically imposing person. And was going, I forget who he was going against, but the person went low each time. Like, Adam, right I want to say Adam. Yeah, I can't remember. Guy goes low and he had the advantage. And it, it came down to like, I think they had to do it five times. So it was like two to two. And then the last one, he went low. And Zach like hurtled him like Edwin Moses <laughs> and jumped over him and just went and and... Got it. But I, this has always been one of the best events, I think. Absolutely. Well, I think that one thing that's important to discuss when regarding the Fessy thing and the yeah. backstabbing is the relationship with Tori. Because Tori Jordan. That was okay. the, the next so early pivot. on in the episode, early on in the episode, they, they kind of hinted this love interest between Tori and Fessy. We all know Tori is engaged to Jordan. And at one point, Fessy says this, and I wrote it down because it's so wild. I don't have it in front of me, but he was like, yeah, um, obviously I'm attracted to Tori, but she's got a man back home, so I would never do that. I'm just like, wait a second. Saying obviously I'm attracted to somebody that has a girlfriend, like you're already breaking the code. You yeah, know, it's like, like, Bill, I obviously want to sleep with your wife, but since she's your wife, I'm not going to do it. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You've already violated right there in its own right. And Tori was reciprocating too. Well, here's the thing. All due respect to Tori. I think she's a great character on the show oh, no. and a very good competitor. Oh, no. Underrated. Oh no. oh, no. Well, how did she meet Jordan? On the show. On the show that she came on with her boyfriend, who oh, she wow. met because she found that boyfriend after she screwed over the previous boyfriend on the show and landed with the new boyfriend. I think his name was Derek. He's a black guy. And then he got voted out during that season. And him and her and Jordan kept going, kept going. And then when they made the finals, kind of an extra long embrace. Yes. Seemed a little fishy. A couple so people called it out. Jordan, and they get to the reunion show and they're now together and she's dumped the other guy. And in the reunion show, they had a 15-minute litigation about it, about did she fuck this guy over, which she did. She did. So if you're Jordan and you're saying goodbye, you're driving Tori to the airport. To you're nervous. You're nervous as challenge. hell. Yeah. It's again, it's like, it's like, it's like your girlfriend being a hotel bartender in the bubble, the NBA bubble. It's like every time you drop him off for work, you're just like, oh God, who knows? Well, who knows what's going to happen? It's how you met her. It's like exactly. if, if you met somebody who, you know, you you met robbing a bank and then it's like, hey, I'm going to go to the, can you drop me off at this bank? You're like, wait a second, are you going to rob a bank right now? Like what's going on? Like this <laughs> terrible is analogy, is. terrible Thank analogy, you. but I know Thank exactly you. what you're saying, but it's more like, Tori, I think Tori's, it's, you're in these little bubbles, especially when you're like literally stuck in a house with somebody. I think Tori's one of those people that just wants romantic interest, wants to scratch that itch, can you satisfy that part of her psyche. And I think Fessy was there. And I knew that they were at really flirting when they were both on exercise bikes, but pedaling like super duper slow. Yeah. Like yeah. they're not even exercising. You guys are just using this as an excuse to sit next to each other and like kind of flirt. Four play exercise. Yeah. During that season, 
she even made a point in the reunion show where, and, and she's sitting next to Jordan there together. And it's like, we, we didn't plan for this to happen, et cetera, et cetera. But she's like, I'm a bad person. I can't stay faithful to whoever I'm with. And she does a whole thing. And, you, and you're kind of watching going, well, and she's like, but now I found Jordan. And it's like, I, I don't know. It just, it would make me nervous that this has already happened on the challenge with her if I was yeah. sending her off. So anyway, they break up, but then she was on social media saying all this stuff last night about, um, look, I know, blah, blah, but Jordan and I, we broke it. There was no, nothing other than we called the engagement off. So she's trying to make it seem like nothing happened. I don't know. I don't know if anything happened. I think it's hard to hide in a challenge house. It, it is. Well, it's also like maybe they didn't kiss, right? But they've right. already sort of towed the line and made it a little awkward and made me unhappy if I am Jordan. And also, you got to remember, she is the catalyst for Fessy going into the hall brawl, which she's going to win. She wants to keep Fessy in the house and her relationships are getting involved with her gameplay strategy. It's like when Jalen dumped me from Rhea Taylor. It was the same thing. You're very sensitive like, about this. No, it's just like that. now now his favorite's Maria and I never hear from him anymore. But it's the same thing. It's it's you know, stuff happens. You kind of know it's, it's gonna play life. out a certain way. Yeah, of course. Um Tori and Fessy is a weird couple. I just want to point <laughs> that out too. Um Fessy, they have a thing where he they they go not to skip ahead of the cocktail hour, but he's hitting on Gabby, who's good looking blonde British lady. Your opinion. And has no game whatsoever. And she's kind of like scoffing at him the entire time. But Fessy's trying to do it like he's like stuff, yeah. Rico Suave. And it's just not working. So it's kind of, it goes back to like, what is Fessy good at? Is he the most overrated guy we've had? I, I think he's just heavy. Like, I think that's what he's good at. And also, I love what Gabby is like, yeah, I have a lot of trouble talking to people that I'm attracted to. It's like, you got to get over that hump, Gabby. Like, yeah. She's like, yeah, if I'm attracted to somebody, I can't talk to them. It's like, hey, Gabby, that's a, that's not going to be a good long-term strategy yeah, that's for a romantic interest at all. So we start the show. They set up the Tori and Fessy thing. So anytime they set up a plot in the first 10 minutes, you know it's exactly. coming back near the end. So it's like either Tori or Fessy's going in. Turns out they're both prominently involved. Uh, the other thing that was going on was Big T was getting a really good edit. To give her the her. whole backstory. Dude, when he's, when, when, so Devin's there kind of like, Devin's riding the high of winning the elimination. Yeah. Right. So he's yeah. just like, it, it was like when you interviewed Dirk Nowitzki after he won the title, he was just like, yeah. he's loving it. He's holding court. He's got his beer. And he goes, what's the origin story of Big T? And literally, emotionally, I was prepared for her to explain the origin story of her nickname, Big Me T. Me too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, oh, this will be fun. I don't really know that one, huh? She'll be like, oh, my real name is Tanya or whatever. No, no, no. She goes like, this is my true origin story, which little did I know is tragedy after tragedy after tragedy. It was, it, and by the end of it, you're like, wow, that's incredible. And, and, and you're thinking, what a moment for Devin. Like he's really bonding. It's almost like Devin's having a podcast that Big T came on. Yes. Devin's like, I, I seem too human in this moment. Yes. I'm just, I'm just going to attack Amber. For no reason. For no reason. Did, did, she goes right I, after. I only watched the show once, so I need to rewatch it to understand why he was so rude to Amber. To the point, he's like, leave this conversation. Leave right now. Leave right now. And it's just like, I, he never really insulted her. He didn't give any sort of rhyme or reason as to why he was being such a jerk. And then in their video, he's like, yeah, those are the type of people you don't want to be around. What? You look like the type of person that you don't want to be around, Devin. The, the Amber thing's weird because, I mean, she's the tiniest one in the challenge, but then yes. they say they say stuff like, so after the vote, when Nelson and Amber got voted in, Corey said, I think she's here to party and I think she's here for the ride. 
like which we've had people like that in the challenge before that they're just yeah. there for the location and to have some fun. Get on, yeah, get on TV. Here's my question. Can we see some of the partying and some of the along for the ride? Like <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm not seeing any of it. This is not a ride. We're, we're sitting on the roller coaster. It has not started. We're just sitting here. This yeah. is just a couch. There's no okay. ride. Where, no one's where is the, where's the shot of her doing shots in the, you can't in the bar? can't leave the house. You can't leave the house. Literally can't leave the house. You cannot do that. And I didn't like that. So anyway, Nelson got mad at Devin and does the... I always like when somebody gets confronted as they're half asleep in a bunk bed because it reminds me of college. When, <laughs> yes. In college, don't remember somebody's what you mad at somebody yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah. I, dude, I'm, I'm half I, asleep. Yeah, it's hungover. I have no idea what happened <laughs> after 1130. You threw up in my room. I did. <laughs> yeah. I, can uh, I just go to bed? Can we yeah, talk about this tomorrow? Sleep. Yeah, I'll handle it. Like Whatever you need me to do, just right now is not the time. So that sets up Nelson versus Devin. And so now we at least know, all right, here are the chess moves. Um, we also found out Liv was medically scratched. The, the medical scratches were really weird this year. Uh, Nicole, we never saw really leave. We saw her like packing a knapsack. That was it. And then Liv, we didn't even, she didn't even say goodbye to no anybody. No goodbyes. I like it because she's such a big character. They're like, we could spend 90 seconds on the story of Liv leaving and hugging everybody, or we could just show up at the elimination right. which was, with a challenge, which was awful, by the way. Oh, flying, so. a, flying a drone in a cave, not easy. The second they said like drone wars or whatever, I was like, this is not going to work. Flying a drone through a cave? You could give me a hundred tries. And maybe by like 80, I would, I would knock it out of the park. We crushed them for this two weeks ago about how bad the daily challenges have been this year. I yeah. don't know if, if the person's on strike, next if there was a contract good. dispute, whoever was in charge good. of it. Next week looks good. The next week is one where they're hanging by the cliff. And if you like let go, they swing and fall. That one looks good. First of all, if you have a daily challenge that only one team can do, it's a bad challenge. Yes. When, it's, when it's like everybody's one for 12. That's like, and it's not even close. Nobody's even close. It's like no. they're done in 10 seconds. Yeah, TJ um, was just sitting there laughing the whole time. Like, who thought this was a good idea? First, if you're running the challenge, have a couple PAs try. You know what I mean? Like, hey, Eric, Scott, come over here. Let's, get, let's do a dry run. See right. if someone can do this. <laughs> True. Yeah, at least at least test it out. I, uh... I just want to know what happened to the happy outdoor challenges where it's like people shimmying on a pole that's covered in baby oil or people, people running people on a beach where it's like a tag team relay and you're running, but you have to go through like hot coals. I won't go into specifics. What happened to outdoor stuff? I won't go into specifics, but back in the day, I used to pleasure myself to some of the challenge footage. (laughs) Well, you know? what happened? Why, why can't this is supposed to be a happy show? Why do I <laughs> yeah, want to be in a fucking lava cave? In a lava cave using a drone to, to like memorize a binary code to put into like to put into a keypad. Where's the where's the where's the money shot in that? Like I was only watching, one team could do it. I was watching the uh the cutthroat season or one one of those around there on Pluto, and they had they all had these these kind of glass, these plastic shields. And it was like, basically, you just hit the other person as hard. You tried to knock them into a mud pit. And Tori, yeah. Tori got, Tori, my least favorite female character of all time. She got a bloody nose. Ah, bleeding. But it was like people pounding each other. They're all outside. And the goal is to knock somebody in a mud pit. It's like, where are those challenges? Where's that? Can we, just, can we come, come back to that? Do you need me to send you some VHS tapes of American Gladiators? Just rip those off. That's all you have to do. That's all you have to do. We don't need drones involved. Or people are, are, what was that one where they had the, it was the two hills and you had to run up oh, and down yeah. the two hills and drop the balls back and, and forth the before the, the other team? And, and CT yeah. was just dominant. F- Those were good. Fucking Those drones. Good. Get Those out of here. Good. Yeah, we don't need drones. A, th- a possible theory is the pandemic 
has not only ruined everything we like about society, but has even ruined the challenges ability to Don't know what a good challenge But I'll say yeah. one thing I loved, one thing I loved about this particular challenge was, um, first of all, Nam got, got a line. Uh, first of all, we hadn't even introduced Nam. He's been, he's been here. I had a, I had a, I had a Nam category. At the top of the podcast. Nam is also here with us. <laughs> But not you. You realize, learn. I love Lolo Jones. I want her to be on the show forever. I think she's extremely attractive, extremely competitive, and driven woman. And I, I really mess with her. But I definitely got the idea of how intense she was and what it's like to fornicate with Lolo Jones when she was trying to tell Nam how to control the drone. She's like, to left, to left, left. No, down. She's like, no, no, faster, faster. To the left, to the right, down, <laughs> down. And I was just like, I understand uh, what the Lolo Jones experience must be like now. It's very hands on, literally. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. So I had a category for Nam about um, I was, I thought he was going to pitch a shutout with not saying anything the entire show. No, he had two lines. He had two lines this week. He had two lines. One of which was "I'll call Josh." I don't know what the other one was. What was the other line? I think Lolo is good at her communication, but I don't think she's a very patient person. Hmm. So mm. Nam had a couple wide open catching flies in his mouth <laughs> shots where they're just showing the group, and Nam's just like. We gotta get him on. Bernie's. It's yeah, like really, he might not be alive. You should literally have him on to say hello, and then just not just not address him for the rest of the show. Just like we're doing it anyway. If it wasn't so hard to stop the screener, the screeners they're sending, it wasn't so hard to pause them and then restart them. I would just be taking screenshots of Nam catching flies so and much. send that to you for this entire thing. I Nam is Nam the so Nam is the MVP of the show through four seasons. Easily, absolutely. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear are so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of reals always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. So daily challenge, Devin and Tori win. They're in the driver's seat. We go to the cocktail mm -hmm. hour. We have drunk Tori telling Josh that Devin hates him. Devin There's makes the mistake of trusting Tori with anything. Tori gets a couple of drinks in her, goes to, to, to Josh and Josh yet again, Josh. He, he's like determined to go down as the biggest loser in the history of the what show. And each deal? week he achieves it. That Jay, the Jay conversation, Jay's like sitting on a bench, just sitting on a bench. Like it's guilty of nothing. The same thing with Amber, M and Devin. And Josh comes over. He's like, do you trust this guy? Do you trust this guy? I just don't mess with this guy. And it's like, 
What evidence? Like, what are you accusing me of? What evidence do you have that I'm guilty? What have I done here? Yeah, Jay, Jay was getting, you know, people get like shit mad. Jay was getting genuinely mad. Like, get the fuck out of my face, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah, punch yeah. you, loser. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then they're like, yeah, you know, Josh's flaws, he, he, he plays this game a little too emotionally. It's like, no, nah, he's got a lot of flaws, actually. He's got a lot of flaws. Yeah, it's, deep, it's, that's seated, one of the many, many flaws. Issues. Yes, he has lots of flaws. He that's is not just, flaw. every week comes off as the biggest loser and then gets himself all psyched to go in the challenge. And then Tori throws in Fessy. And then Josh tries to do the whole, yeah, let me go in instead. Can I, yeah. can I take this one? It's like, of course you want to take it's this one. It's works, a run Josh. into somebody else challenge. <laughs> yes, that's, that's literally your only strength. And also, I just want to point out that Tori here is implicit in all of this because this happened to me once in college, which led to a bar fight is girl comes over to you and says, Oh, guess what? That guy over there doesn't like you. What do you think the next move in the chessboard is Tori? How do you think that's going to play out? Thank you so much for that information. I'll avoid him for the rest of my life. That's not how that works. Tori. Tori hates Devin. Tori knows she's not going to end up with Devin. And that's mm -hmm. been the interesting wrinkle of this whole season is people working together as teams, knowing that, they're probably not there for the long haul with the teams. Whereas in other seasons, you know, you're in rivals and it's like Wes and Kenny. It's like yeah. Wes and Kenny are together the whole time. That's it. This is going to be the team. Now it's like you have an out. It's become like the NBA where One it's like, thing, I'm not happy in Cleveland. I'm going to jump to the Lakers. So do you remember when they said we met on this show called Second Chances, which is really uh, an Are You the One Second Chances? Remember yeah, that we was didn't like know episode what that was. one or two? They're setting up this like Tori, Devin don't like each other. And they've got like a nice chemistry of like we hate each other, but secretly we work together. I think they might actually be partners for a long time because the edits are trying to sort of seed that Chekhov's gun style. Oh, you think they're in a, they're trying to just get camera time with this, but they're actually working together a little more than we think? Well, it's much like when they had the scene with Fessy, Nelson, and Corey, and they had they had these bites about what good friends they are and gender reveal parties and stuff like that. They're setting that up for the backstab later. I think they're setting up the Tori and Devin don't like each other. They're at odds with each other because they're going to end up being partners for a long time, potentially in the final. That's my point. Well, Fessy goes in, um, says afterwards, I think we learned today that you have to be selfish in this game. Fuck off, Fessy. Seriously. Fessy. Fuck off. Oh, going over trying to hug Nelson? What are you doing, dude? Yeah. What are you, this, isn't, this isn't like a boxing match where we have mutual respect for each other and we just, we just pretended for the press the press conference. Like, no, 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 dude. I genuinely don't like you. Get away from me right now. Well, now it's turned into... Um, so then Fessy steals Casey from Leroy. I didn't think I could hate him enough. And then oh it's God. like, if you're messing with Leroy, now Leroy's stuck with Anessa, who's just not in challenge shape. We'll, we'll be kind again. Fessy, um, can I talk to Fessy for a second? Yeah. Play the long game, not the short game. Fessy's right. so dumb and short. He's like, I want a gold skull. I want a gold skull. Okay, bro. Now you're going back into the house. You've stolen Leroy's partner. You double cross your two friends, Corey and Nelson. What, what political power do you have? Yes, you have a gold skull. What political power do you have to cause any sway in this game when everybody hates you? Right. Well, and then Corey's like, I'm going to get some revenge. And it's like, Corey, you, you've been the most disappointing guy in the challenge for 10 years now. Yeah, it's like you it's, can't out puzzle him. You can't out. It's like James, him. it's like James Harden being like, I can't wait to see him in the finals. It's like, no, you're not yeah. making the finals, James. <laughs> but uh, so Corey now wants revenge. And I gotta say, I'm really into the season now because I want Fessy to go down. I don't want Fessy to win. Usually I have somebody I'm rooting for, like Leroy, who I'm still rooting for, or rooting for bananas to make the finals or stuff like this. This is the first time I can remember just rooting against somebody not to win as my number one focus. Oh, no, no. I've got number one Fessy and number two Josh. So there's two people. Well, Josh isn't going to win. He's, he'll end up getting kicked out or break us in. 
obviously I'm rooting for Nam. Okay. <laughs> I'm obviously rooting for Nam in all cases. But one thing I found interesting is Amber B not on the show. Natalie barely on the show this week. Like, they've got kind of like too many people where people just take shows off. Like Natalie yeah. barely said anything and she's a major character. Yeah. I would say barely on the show. Less time on the terrible daily challenges and a little more time at the cocktail hour. I think the cocktail hour has completely slipped this year. Yeah, I don't know like if it's Epcot a 2000, Center. is it a 2021 thing where they're just afraid to show some of the debauchery like they did in past years? I just don't, I think without the bus ride, without the bar environment, without strangers being in the same place as them, without the dancing, without the bus ride back and the, the, yeah, the bus the ride food, back is, like, I mean, so much great stuff, everything. Yeah. Like you just miss whole experience when they're like, Hey, go to this other room that looks like the Epcot center. And that's where we have drinks for you. It's like, you have those same drinks in the kitchen too. Maybe after cocktail hour, they should all get in a bus and just drive around for drive 45 around. minutes and come back. <laughs> they really should. You're right. The bus is where 90% of the great stuff happens. That's when weird hookups in the back happen. Yeah, That's when people start yelling at each yeah, other. Physical fights and they spill over into the pool. Yeah. The, I mean, I really think there should be like a, a John Gruden after the game style, but like bus tour, you know, like after he circled Arrowhead, they should get in the bus and just sort of circle around Iceland for a bit and just no see questions. what happens. That was when CT Jordan was feeling himself and CT basically just ruined him in the bus for 15 minutes. And it finally just led to Jordan just kind of staring straight ahead, waiting for the bus to end. CT, still a champ. CT uh, was quiet this episode. I, I I do feel like he's going to have a moment against Fessy where... He's a tough out. They'll, they'll rig it so those two will collide. I mean, I was thinking, we got to go now. The greatest uh, possibility here is for us, for the two of us specifically. Oh, good, I like this. The scenario I would like the most is Nam versus Fessy and Nam taking out Fessy. I would oh react like like a like it was a Boston title. Oh, oh my God. If <laughs> Nam could take out Fessy in, in, in like a physical elimination where Fessy was all confident yeah. about it. It's like also Fessy, the gold skull does not mean you can't go back into right. the elimination. Yeah, you, somebody could take the skull, like, dumbass. Like, it's like, it's, the skull is kind of a target. Like this, he's so dumb. He's so yeah. numb. Fessy's going to go home that night after winning that elimination and like having his chest out. He's going to go home. He's going to lie down in bed, put his head on the pillow and secretly cry. He's going to secretly cry because he's going to realize what he has done. You suck, Fessy. Um, it's still redeemable, but not this season. I no. think next season I want like a very chagrined. I made a lot of mistakes last yes, year. Gonna I'm that. just going to try to that. learn from them. I'm still growing as a human being, but. I just know you suck this season. Uh, top five teams before we go. Fessy Casey, I think, is now number one. Mm. I have uh, Kyle Killer Cam, Corey Natalie, CT Big T, Nam, and Nam Lolo in some order as the next four. But I think Fessy and Casey have to be the leaders now. I've got Nam Lolo. Second? Number two, yeah. I worry about the political game with Lolo because she's you know she's going to unravel. She's like the female Josh. The thing about the political game is the worst case scenario is you end up going into an elimination and I don't see anyone beating Lolo in an elimination. Maybe Tori. How do you feel about Mechi and Amber M? Maybe Michi long term. Mechi and Amber M. M. They're so out next week. I, I, I don't even have to predict it. Whatever the <laughs> odds are in Vegas of who's going to get eliminated next week, it is going to be Amber M and there's no question about it. There's nothing that she can win. Poor Michi. Michi was like the rogue age. He's like, oh, I'm going to get a new partner. It's like, oh, you literally have the worst physical yeah. person on the entire show that we've had for a long time. All right, that's it. We will be back uh, next Wednesday on Ringer Dish. Dave Jacoby, you can hear him on the Jalen and Jacoby podcast. Uh, you can hear me on 17 Podcasts. Great to see you as always, my friend. You're my favorite. 
This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 